Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Book of Nehemiah chapter 2. As you're doing that, turn to your neighbor and tell him nothing just happens. Not the wall, your neighbor. Okay, there you go. Talk to her. Nothing just happens. See, the reality is many of us want a better life, but few people are willing to do what's necessary in order to bring that about. We say we want to lose weight, but we don't want to do the work. We want to get out of debt, but we don't want to change our spending habits. Want a better marriage, but we don't want to spend time with our spouse and make changes. So many people want to change, but not very many people are willing to go through the process to bring about that change. And we've been sharing about that nothing just happens without vision. Everyone say vision. You need a vision in order to bring about a change, something that you're going after. Secondly, agreement. You need to come into agreement with something, with someone, because you're never going to accomplish something great on your own. You need to partner with someone. And thirdly, Pastor Matt talked about you need motivation. Motivation, you need that motive in order to push you on to accomplish something. What's your why in life? Why, Why are you doing the things that you do? And if you lose your why, you lose the ability to motivate yourself to push on. And last week we talked about that you need resources. To build anything in life, you need resources. Even to work out, you need the resources, uh, whether it's a, you know, uh, weights, a, you know, even a jump rope or something. You need materials, resources in order to make those things happen because nothing just happens. And so this morning... I want to talk to you about nothing just happens without opposition. Nothing just happens without opposition. If you're going to build anything in life, you're going to go through some resistance. Please say it again, Pastor. You're you're going to go through some, someone's going to fight against you. You're going to get some kind of pushback in life. But I need you to understand that opposition is resistance that helps you grow. Now, how how many of you uh, work out here? Okay, we we got a trainer back here too, you know. And and so one of the things you find about what what helps make muscle grow? The contracting of the muscle and the greater the resistance, the more blood that goes into that muscle that causes the muscle to grow. To grow. So it's the very thing that is pushing against you that literally helps you build muscle. Without resistance, there's no growth. Please. Because it's resistance that helps you grow. Everything that is good that you are trying to build in life, you're going to face opposition. If it's easy, that means anyone could accomplish it. Nehemiah chapter 2, starting in verse 9, it says, Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river, gave them the king's letters. Last week we talked about the letters. You need to listen to that on podcast if you haven't, because the letters talk about what you have a right to. Just the way the king gave Nehemiah letters, God gave us a letter called the word of God. The Bible is filled with letters that tell us what we have a right to. 
He goes, I gave those letters, uh, the king's letters. Now the king sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. And when Samballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard of it, check this out. They were extremely excited. Some of you are like, yeah, amen. Look, look, at, the, look at the scripture. Okay? It's in front of you and you're still not paying attention. <laughs> it says, they were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Gib, it's good to see you, my man. I want you to understand something. Nehemiah, the walls of Jerusalem have been burnt and destroyed with fire. They've been in that condition for over 120 years. And Nehemiah hears about it, and now he wants to help them rebuild what's been destroyed. The walls symbolize standard, protection. See, the walls don't only keep people out, but they also keep what you own in. And you don't build a wall because you don't like people around you. You build it for protection. We, we have fences around our houses. We have, you know, we, we have doors and locks on our doors. Not because you don't love anyone. It's just you want to protect your family and keep certain people out and to hold on to certain things as well, right? Now, I want you to understand something. When Nehemiah goes back and begins to start rebuilding the wall, the people that were there already in that, dis, uh, in that desperate situation, there were, there were leaders and governors that were operating in their dysfunction. They were benefiting off of their dysfunction. Do you understand that people will benefit off your dys- dysfunction in life? You think, you think your drug dealer wants you to get free? Do you think the alcohol companies want you to stop drinking? Do do you think the medical industry wants you to get healed? Because they lose their... Come on, somebody. Now, Now, I need you to understand, not everyone will be happy that you rebuild. And you're going to face opposition in your life. There's some people that you've been having struggles in your marriage. And all of a sudden you start trying to rebuild that marriage. And your friends around you don't get happy about it. They don't want you to get your marriage right. Because the moment you get your marriage right, they have no excuse for the condition of theirs. They don't want you to get free of your addiction. Because if you get free, I have no excuse for where I'm at. That, that if you get in shape, I have then no excuse for why I'm still out of... Oh, come on, somebody. Yeah. And so what am I telling you right now is that not everyone wants to see you whole. Not everyone wants to see you put back together again. And in your life, never, not, uh, things just don't happen. Nothing just happens. You have to put in work. But as you're putting in work to make those things happen, you are going to find yourself with some opposition because not everyone's happy that you're going to rebuild. See, and and what the worst thing about this, now listen to me, what's the hardest thing about this is that I can deal with opposition from the outside. You know, I I can deal because I know my haters already hate me. Right? You you can deal. You're, come on, you're, you're expecting them to come. 
You're expecting them to throw jabs or you're expecting them to put you down. But when it's someone that's close to you, when it's a friend, a family member, a husband, a wife, a, 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 a homeboy, a homegirl, someone that you've been hanging out, someone that you know, and you try to better yourself and they hold you back, I can deal with opposition from the outside. I have a hard time fighting those people that are closest to me. But sometimes it's the people closest to you that are holding you back from transformation. Say it again, Pastor. The reality is this. Notice with me here in chapter or verse 19 of chapter 2 of Nehemiah. But when Sambalat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem, now they got a third individual in the three stooges here, okay? Geshem the Arab heard about it. They laughed. Everyone say laughed. And they despised us. And they said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? I need you to understand that whenever you start to rebuild anything in your life, the enemy will always make fun of you. You're trying to do what? You're trying to get out of debt? You're trying to buy a house in the Bay Area? You're trying, you, didn't even, you don't even have a high school education. You want to start your own business? The enemy will always make fun of you whenever you try to rebuild or do something. He'll laugh at your purpose. Everyone say purpose. And he will devalue your person. Oh, follow me on this. He will attack your purpose and try to devalue your person. Because the reality is this. I want you to know, has anyone ever laughed at you in your life? How many people are laughing at you right now? You know, they laughed at the dream you had, laughed at the hope that you had, laughed at the things that you wanted to accomplish. And yet, you know, let me tell you something. What's such a trip is this. I am the least likely to succeed. Dude, I went to this school. Out of 354 students, I graduated 351. Do the math. By the skin of my teeth, there were only three dudes that were worse than I was as far as grades. And yet, God has opened doors for me to speak to professional athletes. When, 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 I, when I did my... Check this out. Now, listen. When I, do, I, I had... I didn't have very many options after, after high school. So I was going to the military. I did my ASFAB test for the military. And according to the ASFAB test, I scored an 84 in the area of mechanics. I could work with my hands. They said you could write your own ticket and whatever you want to do mechanically. But you cannot do anything that has to do with leadership or public speaking. <laughs> because in that area, you scored a three. If I listen to that test, I'm not doing what I'm doing today. I'm not standing in front of the Dallas Cowboys last night. I'm not doing these things that God has, not because of my ability, but because of God's ability. That whenever you do and follow what God's called you to do, God will always, he will always open doors beyond what your abilities are. They laughed at Jesus, they laughed at Noah, they laughed at Nehemiah, they laughed at Joseph. So if someone's laughing at your dreams, then you're in good company. Somebody say amen. Yeah. 
But I want you to understand, not only will the enemy make fun of your purpose, he'll make fun of your person. Listen very closely. Because when he's able to devalue you as a person and make you think that you're not worth it, I'm talking to everyone in the back row right now, okay? Uh, you thought you were getting away from me by sitting in the back. I I'm, I'm, just want you to hear, to hear me. The enemy will try to devalue you. Why? Because whenever you don't feel you're worth it, you'll settle for broken things in your life. Whenever you feel devalued, you will settle for broken things in your life. Whenever you don't feel like you are who God called you to be, you will end up settling for broken marriages, broken relationships. You will broken job, fractured relationships, fractured family. When you know who you are, you recognize, man, I have a right to a whole family. I have a right for my body to be healed. I have a right for my mind to be free. When you know who you are, and some of you this morning, I want to just pour into you so that you would understand who God made you to be, that you would recognize your value, to recognize your right, to recognize today. Stop putting up with broken things in your life. Please say it again, Pastor Dan. Some of you here, you have been beaten down so badly by life and by society that you don't think you deserve anything. But Jesus died for all, whosoever believeth in him. He died for all of us, which means this, that if you believe, then you are a son of God. And if you are a son of God, you have a right today to be whole. Somebody say amen. And Notice with me in verse 19, he says this. What's this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? Uh, you know, what, what they're, they, they're going down to this very simple principle that I want to ask each and every one of you. In fact, write this down if you're taking notes. Write this down. Why am I rebuilding? Not just what am I rebuilding. Why am I rebuilding? Because if you don't know your why, you'll give up. If you don't know why you're doing it, as soon as opposition comes, you're going to throw in the towel. You know, I, I got to tell you, you know, give your wife, she's been working out like a beast, man. Every time on social media, she's out there just showing pictures. And as we've got, gotten older, it's like you're getting younger because you're working out more. You're, you, you, what's your why? Why do you keep doing that? That's good. Why are you building? I want, I want to ask you, why are you doing what you're doing? If you just have a job to make money, you're losing out on your why. I always tell my kids, never work a job just for money. Because then you become a prostitute. Work for purpose. I hate my job, but they pay good money. You're, you're just prostituting yourself. But you got to have your Why? Because when things get rough, when you get tired of working and you don't want to get up, when you have a why, it gets you up. When I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, when I have a passion to do what I do, I want to make a difference. I want to empower people. I want to transform people. Have your why. 
know why you're doing what you're doing. I want you to notice, he asked them this, why, is it, why, why are you doing this, they, they ask him. And he attacks their promise. And the enemy will always attack the promise on your life. He'll always attack, do you really deserve this? Do you really deserve this blessing? Do you deserve to have these walls rebuilt? Do you deserve to buy that house? Do you deserve to have that, build, that, that business? Do you deserve to have the family whole? Listen, it's not about deserve. It's not whether I deserve it or not. It's not because I'm good. It's because he's good. Oh, somebody needs to grab a hold of that right now. It's not your goodness. It's God's goodness. Then he says, are, why are you rebelling against the king? He attacks your right. Do you have a right to these things? And that's what I shared with you last Sunday. When I shared with you last Sunday about the word of God, that when he went and he got the letters from the king... Nehemiah takes the letters from the king. The letters gave in, in this letters showed what he had a right to. So he had to go to the governors, give the letters to the governors to get the resources to build. I need you to understand that every one of us in this Bible right here are letters that our king gave to us to tell us what we have a right to. And all we have to do is tell the principalities and powers, the rulers in dark places, what we have entitlement to you got to know what your promise is in order to operate in your promise. Now, now follow me on this, okay? You are all going to face before. We're going to close in a moment, so stay with me. Each one of us will face three kinds of opposition as we try to rebuild. The first one is a sand ballot. Sand ballot, his name, a sand ballot, Tobiah, and Geshem. But I want to talk to you about sand ballot. Everyone say sand ballot. All of us have a sand ballot in our lives. Look what the dude's name means. His name means sin gives life. Are you kidding me? Sin gives life. That's the dude's name. How many know that that's a lie? Right? Does the Bible say for the wages of sin? And this dude's name is sin gives life. Now, now, now follow me. Sambalat represents the lies of the world. Sambalat represents those, those things that are totally contrary to the word of God. The things that are, you, you, got, you know, you got those friends. I know you go to church, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't agree with all that stuff. This is my opinion. Got them people with always giving their two cents. They, they don't got no, they're, they're broke now. The reality is this, is that Samballot represents the lies of the world, and the lies will always rise whenever truth begins to be rebuilt. Whenever you begin to rebuild truth, lies will always rise up against it. And Samballots are those people in your life who try to oppose what God is trying to do. Samballot steps up and says, hey, man, you don't want to put your marriage back together. You know, there's no way it's ever going to happen. There's no way you're going to get out of debt. There's no way you're ever going to break that addiction. Look how long you've been in it. There's no way you're ever going to get that new job. You're never going to finish school. So why are you trying? When you get Samballot coming in, he's always going to tell you what you can't do but it's always contrary to what God says you can do I want to I want you just to understand this morning don't ever agree with Sam Ballot the word of God is our standard not people's opinions polls may change God's word will never change amen somebody say amen second person is Tobiah everyone say Tobiah Tobiah's name, check this out, means God is good. 
What a contrast. You got this fool that his name is, is Sin Gives Life. Then you got this dude that's hanging out with him called God is Good. How many know God is good? How many know God is good? Come on. You know God is good. Regardless of what you're going through, God is good. God has been good. God will be good to you. And so, Tobiah, we know this to be true. God is good. And he seems to be good on the outside. The problem is, Tobiah represents all them religious folk we hang out with. They look good on the outside, but they're filled with dead men's bones on the inside. They have nothing of life to say, nothing of life to give. They hang out with the lies of the world. They're just saved enough. They show up at church on Sunday. They might even clap their hands. They might sing a song, but they have no relationship with God. And the Tobias in life, he, he's, not real, he's not concerned about you rebuilding. He wants you to stay. He wants the walls to stay down so he still has a say in your life. So you, you know, some of you right now know the Tobiah in your life. I can tell you the sand ballot. You already knew the sand ballot, but the, the Tobias are a little harder to find because they, they'll, they'll give you a scripture every so often. They'll even say, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. And then it ends up all over social media. The Tobias in life loses his power when you get well. Some of you need to break away from those Tobias in your life that are holding you back. Stop hanging out with Tobiah. Tell your neighbor, stop hanging out with Tobiah. The worship team, if you could help me as we close this morning, take a look at this, all right? Last person is Geshem. Everyone say Geshem. That name sounds like trouble. Don't ever name your kid Geshem, okay? Leah, don't, no. Okay, no, no Geshem, don't, 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 don't go there. Geshem's name means rain or storms. You, you don't need an explanation after that, right? How many of you know that whenever we try to rebuild, not only will the lies of the world come, not only will the, the people that act like they're serving God come around you, but you will have some stormy times in your life come up. You'll have some bad times come up that'll try to keep you from rebuilding. You'll have some things that'll come up. Geshem's name means rain or storm. And storms will always try to come into our life and try to keep us from rebuilding. And we all have them. If I were to make a, take a poll in this room right now and find out what you've gone through, what struggles you've gone through, what battles you faced, what troubles you went through, what storms you've survived, every one of us has a story uh, to tell about what we've gone through. But I'm here to tell you that you have to make a choice and not allow the storms of life to hold you back. What am I telling you today is that we all have storms, but our personal storms try to stop us at time from personal growth. But it's in the storms of life that you find Jesus. It's in the storms of life that you find God. It's in the storms of your life that you start looking for God and trying to stop doing it on your own. Don't let the Geshem stop you. Every one of us, you're going to face opposition. It's just part of life. There's only two people that go through troubles in life. Those that know God and those that don't. Everyone goes through trouble. The difference is, is that you take whatever resistance comes towards you 
You know what? This blows me away. Can I just vent for a second as we close? Some of y'all were bad in the world. Man, I used to fight all these dudes. I used to do this. I do that, man. I take on this person. I take on that person. Man, no one talks smack to me. I would tell you, I would do, you know, I tell you, I'd do whatever. You're all bad when you were in the world. Then you get saved and you become a wimp. Oh, I can't make it to church. I've been working all week. Oh, they didn't shake my hand. I ain't going to that church no more. Really? You start getting these things that start getting pressed against you. Start having issues at, at work, issues with family. You just sit there, oh, this is heavy. It's so heavy. I can't do this. I'm tired. Ow. Would you shut up? Stop your belly aching and push it. Push it. And when it comes back again, then push it again. And when it comes back again, push it again. And before you know it, that thing that was sent to try to keep you back, before you know it, is making you stronger. That thing that was trying to stop you is the very thing now. Hey, I need more weight. This is too easy now. I need, bring some more things to help me grow. The things that you're going through today were not sent to stop you. They were stopped to help you build your strength, to help you get stronger. And you want God to take it away? I need you to understand, God can't take it away. He's trying to build you up. The same wind that holds a bird back that brings resistance is the very wind that helps the bird rise to new levels. Right now, you think that the, the, the things that all this stuff is coming against me, listen, it's just there to help you rise farther. Respond to it the right way. If you turn around and go with it, you're going to get blown all over. But when you go against it, it gives you the ability to rise. Do you realize the problems that you're going through? The level of your resistance is the level of your abilities. The greater resistance, the greater your strength, greater your growth. I'm here to tell someone something right now. You thought that the problems you were facing were sent to hold you back. You've been complaining about it. God, why are all these things happening to me? You don't understand. God loves you so much. He's trying to build you right now. I need you strong. Don't give up. Get up. Start pushing once again. Start getting, get back in the game. Come on. Stop complaining about what you've been struggling with. Stop complaining about what's going on. Stop worrying about what they're going through or what they're not going through, what they have or what they don't have. And focus in on your work. Focus in on your job. Focus in on your pushing. Take care of you. Get it done. Rise up. Push it. Who, who was it that used to sing that song? Push it real good. Is that salt and pepper? Some of y'all need to push it real good right now. I know it's meant something else, but I'm here to tell you, some of y'all need to spiritually get up and start pushing some stuff. You're, letting, you're getting pushed around all over the place by life. You're getting pushed around and you're not fighting back. 
I'm tired of seeing churches filled with people that have no backbone, no ability to stand up and rise up and begin to push back. We need some people that are warriors ready to stand up and ready to start pushing back. You're not going to push me around any longer. This this marital issue isn't going to push me around. My finances aren't going to push me around. My depression isn't going to push me around. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to fight back. I'm taking this ground back. I'm beginning to fight back because it's not going to defeat me. It's going to make me stronger. Come on, somebody. Stay standing. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says this. You are from God. Know where you came from, baby. I said, know where you came from. It says, you are from God, little children. And you have overcome them because greater is he. Oh, come on. Finish it for me. Greater is he. Does it say around you? Does it say near you? Does it say above you? Greater is he that is. That is. That is. So if God is in me, nothing can defeat me. If you're experiencing defeat, that means something's not in you. Because according to the word, if God's in me, come on. If he's in me, you can't defeat me. Resistance builds muscle. Instead of complaining about what you're facing today. Hey, Satan, thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, give me something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come on. All right. Yeah, all right. I'll take that as well. Mm -hmm. Because everything you throw at me is going to make me stronger. Everything you send my way is going to make me stronger. It's time to rebuild. Stop putting up with broken things in your life. Stop putting up with broken, stop putting duct tape around that thing. Throw it out and let's start new. All right? Let's start trusting God for something new. Bow your heads right where you are this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.